0: This is to really get you to think bigger. Mm -hmm. And I think when you think bigger, I think that now you're able to sharpen that vision of what you want for your life. And maybe you look at some of these things and you're like, hey, you know, I don't need $10 million. The bank account right now that I have actually gives me the options of some of these questions.
1: Welcome to The Push Podcast, So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle.
0: And I'm Eddie. How's it going?
1: It's going well for me. How about you?
0: It's going fantastic. Excellent.
1: Awesome. Well, this is episode... Stupendous. Uh, uh, Do you have more?
0: Yeah. Extraordinary.
1: Tell me when you're done. <laughs> done? Yes, I'm done. Okay. Welcome to episode number 82 of the Push Podcast. Today we're gonna be talking to you about your hopes, dreams, and ambitions. And just a little backstory. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Should we stop and re-record?
0: This? No, no. Okay, I'm just saying, so but first, before I am you, done speaking. Before you jump in, you have a very specific what in the world. Like I do? Yeah. So You
1: keep choosing my what in the world's for me.
0: Because you live this fantastic, exciting, spontaneous life. Uh, and mine is pretty dull. Like I just, you know, I just kind of go and do the so. same. <laughs> just, By the so. way,
1: I've been telling Eddie, you guys, like you go to work and you have coworkers and you're around people and you hear stories and you share memories with people. And I don't because I work from home. So I have myself and whatever I happen to come across that inspires me. So I'm feeling a little desperate right now for uh, inspiration. Anyways, with that said, what's my what in the world?
0: Well, I rushed home because you had rattled the bee cave, beehive. And so it was so funny because we had a a bee infestation or a swarm of bees. I don't know what you call it, but- You
1: want me to tell the story?
0: Yeah, tell the story.
1: So I, I have been recovering from surgery. Today I deemed would be my first kind of day back sitting, working at my desk. So I'm sitting there in the dining room, which is connected to the living room. And all of a sudden I hear bzzz, like it's getting louder and louder. And so like I turn around and there are two ginormous bees buzzing around in my living room right next to me. By the way, I am deathly allergic to bees and I am looking down the barrel of life and death. Right. Right. And so I, like, jump up, which I'm not supposed to be jumping, and I grab my notebook, and I start, you know, chasing these bees down, and I kill them super fast because mm-hmm. my life was in danger, right. right? And they were huge. And so I go get a napkin, and I'm like, how the hell did these bees get in here? So I run through the house, like, checking every bedroom to see. I'm even looking in the corner of, like, you know, the screens to see if there's a hole because how did these two big-ass bees get into my home, Right. And so I'm like, okay, well, my kids are in their rooms on Zooms. They said that they didn't have their windows open. They were like, how did bees get in here? Don't know. So I sit down and I'm like, that was so weird. So I start typing again, all of a sudden, and I hear one hit the glass back door and I'm like, son of a bitch. Like how, where are they coming from? So now there's three more. right? And I'm again up, you know, hitting them with notebooks, trying to kill them. So I Kill them. And I'm like, okay, I have to find the source of this problem. Yeah. So then all of a sudden I turn around and I see three of them shoot from the fireplace Mm -hmm. and they're coming in and I'm like, girls. So I call the girls and I'm like, there's bees coming from the fireplace. We need to like act right now. (laughs) So Jordan freezes. Uh, she's not going to be good in an apocalypse, nope. right? She goes, oh, I'm like, you know, I'm the one that's definitely allergic. You're yet to be determined. So go outside and get a trash bag. <laughs> she has bag.
0: assumed because you are allergic right, that she's that allergic. She's
1: allergic. So I tell Kayla, go outside and get a big black trash bag. Jordan, get the scissors. I grab the tape. So we start just like literally like making this whole bag situation and tape situation to go over the fireplace, Okay. So we cover it, and all of a sudden, while we're the three of us are trying to cover the big hole in the fireplace, uh-huh. the bees are going against the trash bag from the inside, and the sound is now roaring like it's so loud. There's buzzing. It sounds like there's thousands of them. in. Like it was like from zero to a hundred real quick, right? right? And so then we're like, this isn't enough. So I go, go outside, there's a big piece of plywood, get the plywood, bring it in, we're gonna board this sucker up. Mind
0: right? you, the, the plywood is like eight feet long. doesn't matter. <laughs> it's too <laughs> My heavy life was in for danger. these children. <laughs> so then
1: they come back in and they're like, mom, it's too heavy. I'm like, oh, you're weak. You're not even ready for this apocalypse. So then we start tearing up boxes and we makeshift a bunch of stuff. And so right now, as we speak, it's duct taped to the tile, The fireplace is completely closed off, and I am telling you, like they were swarming and like gathering and poking against not only the trash bags but then the cardboard, and Mm -hmm. you can hear it. It was so freaking loud. So I call Eddie. I had called you before that, and then you didn't answer, and I called you again, and I said, "It is an emergency." He said, "This is we have
0: an emergency." And you know when someone says. This is an emergency. The first thing you're like, oh, you my, my God, out. what are they going to say right. next? Right. See, and so this is
1: an emergency. I We contact have information.
0: <laughs> we, need, we have bees flying in our house. And I go, what in yeah. the world? We have bees. Yeah. There's like eight bees I just killed. And I'm like, oh, my God. So right. obviously. Um, OK,
1: wait. <laughs> After we taped up the just the trash bag, they were still escaping <laughs> through the tape. And so then <laughs> that's when I was like, we need plywood. So anyways, my kids are too weak. They wouldn't be able (laughs) to uh, help me in a zombie apocalypse. And I wasn't willing to bust my stitches to bring it in. So anyways, I finally – I called you only for the exterminator's information. And yeah, they're not able to come because apparently it's bee season. So – our exterminator that we used to have for the cake mama says, I can come tomorrow morning. I think they're just kind of moving through your neighborhood. Like a little springtime. This yeah. nice said, no. I don't think you understand. They're knocking on the cardboard from the inside of the chimney, right? And he said, well, let's hope it's only like 500 of them. I mm-hmm. said, yeah, that sounds like a solid 500. He goes, let's hope it's not 5,000.
0: That would be interesting. He
1: said, but let's (laughs) really hope that it's not 5,000 bees in there.
0: 50,000.
1: Oh yeah, 50,000.
0: And when you told me that, I was like- What? I was like, I don't know what 5,000 bees looks like. I definitely don't know what 50,000 bees looks like. No, it's death. And if it has 50,000 bees- uh, there's just no there's no, no. surviving i think so are immediately or not, you're done.
1: when she saw three of them she was like we're tenting the house and we're gonna blow it up we're <laughs> moving like we can't live here anymore so that was a huge fiasco that happened today now though it's been several hours and sure enough i they're think gone. tim was right they kind of like were just looking yeah, for so i rushed home and i was infect? like
0: okay well i'm sure she's jumping up trying to kill bees and so if they keep getting in i don't want you to hurt yourself so i'm like yeah. "I gotta hurry up and get home so i can Kill bees all night,
1: and I'll and have you know, I protected our family, I appreciate our you land.
0: <laughs> you I... Protecting our family, but you know, it was was like, hey, I'm going you know, I'm asking people. I'm like, what are you doing as a bee infestation? Someone said, did you say something wrong about Beyonce? Did you shake the beehive? And I was like, stupid. Uh, uh, no. no, what are you? Doing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ridiculous. But
0: uh yeah, so, so we that survived, was survived
1: a... and yeah, apparently it's a thing in springtime. So, so
0: close up your uh fireplace yep. if you have one. Close oh, up the I forgot
1: to mention we turned on the fire. We were like burn those mother effers down. you shouldn't so say, that. say that. We did not we say that.
0: We didn't We did. I
1: turned on the fire thinking it would stop them from coming in.
0: These are like protected species. Honey,
1: <laughs> let me speak. <laughs> and then after the fire went on, they started dodging the fire and it got worse. So I was like, Oh, we pissed them off. We gotta we gotta deadbolt this, put something up. So Uh, we survived.
0: Yeah. So um, that's my what in the world. (laughs) Peter, don't come after us. We were not. I love bees.
1: I love honey, (laughs) but they also can kill me. Yeah. So so apparently
0: when you have like a bee infestation, you are not supposed to kill them. You're supposed to safely have them removed. Okay. Because bees are important to our ecosystem. This fool and So said, this is a friendly uh. I uh, said, reminder. I don't know. I
1: feel like it kind of dissipated. He goes, did you get the queen? That's important. Did I get the queen? I, she didn't have a freaking crown on. I don't know if I got the queen. Well, you
0: said, I got one. There was a big one in here. I was like, well, maybe you killed the, the queen and they're freaking out. I think the
1: out. queen sits. I don't think she actually comes out and scopes the the premises out. But I do know that at one point I screamed, this is my house. (laughs) And, you know, I saved our family. So you're welcome. Because
0: bees are very courteous to (laughs) territory. When you say that, they go, oh, I'm so sorry for visiting. We're going to go somewhere else.
1: So today we're going to be talking about hopes, dreams, and ambitions. And here's why. I recently chatted uh, with one of our students. As you guys know, we teach a master class called Passion to Profit. It's for people who are makers, creators, starting up businesses who really want to lay a solid foundation for systems and processes and really learn the science behind marketing and branding and sales so that they can turn their passion into a profit, right? And see so. That, see what she
0: did there? Perfect.
1: Okay. And so in April, we're going to be opening up enrollment for our 2021 session. And so if you are, you know, one of those people that's looking to grow your business, we hope that you will go to JanelleCopeland.com and get on the wait list because space is limited. Anyways, uh, one of our former students, Danira Cancinos, formerly of Danny's Dulce Confections. Danny and I had the opportunity to catch up recently. She went through our course uh, over a year ago. And she said, you know, one of the things that I got from your Passion and Profit course is you asked me questions that forced me to examine my life. It was the first time that I really had the opportunity to start dreaming bigger than like my circumstances. Mm -hmm. And I still got chills right now saying that. And so I thought that it would be a really great episode to walk you guys through some questions that... You may consider, but I guarantee you haven't baked out what your dream life could be like.
0: And, you know, that's the thing that I think that's so important when you get into circles of individuals that are trying to grow and trying to progress is that someone or maybe the group is asking questions that you're not asking yourself that that are making you that are forcing you to think about answers, to think about solutions, to think about other problems that maybe you want to solve in your life. And so I think these questions are to to one kind of awake that imagination. And if you we've done episodes before about being stuck, and a lot of times it's the right question that sparks an idea. And I call the hope the spark of like when you get the a glimmer of hope, you get that that spark of inspiration uh, to dream bigger. And and I think when you talk about dreams, it's, it's like a destination, right? When you hear these questions, a lot of these questions are a destination. It's what something's going to look like, what it's going to feel like to keep you going. And so yeah. hopefully we tap into that ambition a little bit.
1: So one thing I do want to point out, because we've been spending a lot of time on Clubhouse yeah, and, you know, in working with these students that we work with for many years, I will tell you this, when you are a beginner, uh, starter business owner, you are most likely starting from a place of scarcity. You don't have a ton of money unless you're not really just a startup, right? You're right. starting off with limited funds. Uh, limited resources, limited knowledge, limited customers, limited exposure. You don't usually have a huge audience or people to market to, right?
0: Yeah. And can you break that down a little bit more? What is, when you come from a place of scarcity, what does that mean?
1: Meaning like, you just want more. I just need more. Or you
0: only see what you don't have. You
1: only see what you don't have. And then also you are searching for how. How Mm -hmm. do I get more followers? How do I fix this? How do I get more customers? How can I get them to buy my stuff? And it's definitely like, I want you to ask yourself if you're in those beginning stages, are you living in a place of scarcity right now where you don't have enough of everything, knowledge, resources, friends to help you? I don't even have these questions. Like I don't even have any idea where to find customers. I don't have enough money for my own household, let alone to invest in a course or whatever. Everything is about like not having enough And then everything that you would ask someone would be how, tell me how. You just want the how and the fix, right? Versus someone who has been in business for a lot longer learns the power of inspiration. So this is what I mean by that. You are no longer operating from a place of scarcity where you want everyone to tell you how to do things. You've now built the foundation of what works for you, what doesn't. You've learned a little bit of how to stay in your own lane. You've learned a little bit of resourcefulness, Mm -hmm. right? And you've learned some lessons along the way like, well, good thing I didn't have all that money in the beginning because it forced me to find a workaround, it forced me to figure things out, it forced me to be more tougher, right? So now I find that that set of people at that stage in their business, they just need inspiration. They can be on a conference call or on a clubhouse and I can be talking about how to start a cake business, but because you've been in real estate for a while, some of the marketing tips that I share also apply to your business, right? Yeah. Or you can be listening to a real estate convention or conference on a Zoom and you're like, immediately I know how to implement that into my baking business.
0: Yeah, and I think that's so important and there's something I wanna just really touch on when you talk about scarcity and that limited mindset of saying, you know, I have limited resources, I don't have enough, I don't have enough. Which I've what, been there. Which, what you do is you start to focus on what you don't have, not focusing on what you want to have, right? And so like we'll get into the, this, this conversation is, sometimes you don't ask yourself the questions about what you want, you just come, you sit there and you say, well, we don't have this and you don't have that, and I don't have this for my business and I don't have this for my business. That is not a way to fix a problem, that's a way to, to deepen the problem, to focus on the problem because what you focus on most times you will get. And also like when you were saying that one of the things that I, what I hear when you talk about the elevation of different levels of business owners is I hear like for me, I just need to hear what the strategy is right. and then the tactics I can put together myself. That's but my people point. are asking questions, trying to get tactical information that, yeah, that's great. And some people can implement that. But a lot of times when you want to get to a place in your in your abilities as an entrepreneur where you hear an overarching strategy or a vision of how something's supposed to look and sound and feel, and you can go and put t- together the other pieces of that strategy right. that may be missing, but also put together the tactics, the blocking and tackling the basics that need to happen in order for it to, to give you a result.
1: Right. So if you are, you know, creating a business, I want you to identify what stage you're at. Are you at the stage where everything feels Hopeless or desperate, like you know, you're just behind, and so you just recognize them coming from a place of scarcity. The reason I want to bring that to your attention is because you can't build anything really great off of that. You have to just accept the fact that this is where I'm at. This is my my current circumstance. It's not forever. But where am I trying to take this business? Right. 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 So that you can be inspired by other people versus being resentful (laughs) or trying to (laughs) figure out how they got there. Right.
0: No author ever writes a book saying, I don't have enough words for my book. They write a book with an intention to say, I'm going to I'm trying to tell a story. Right. And think about it like that. Like if you think whether you have a business or you don't have a business, if you're constantly thinking about what you don't have enough of, you're never going to fill the book. You're never going to paint the picture. You're never going to actually finish the story. right? And so I think that that looking forward, having vision, I think is so important.
1: So even if you don't have a business, this episode could be life altering for you. And here's why. You, without a business, let's just say, you might Still be operating from a place of scarcity, meaning, and we've been there for a very long time, meaning I make enough money to get by. I pay my bills. You know, I just got to take care of my family. And as long as we're happy, we're good. Yeah. And that's great. You should find fulfillment and contentment where you're at, but you should also know that it's a temporary circumstance. And it doesn't mean that you have to stay there forever, regardless of how grim or dim your situation looks, right? Right. So today's episode hopefully will inspire you to think a little bit differently about where you're trying to go with your life, not where you are currently.
0: Yeah. And I think when you are focusing on where you're at currently, or maybe you're not even appreciating where you're at currently, maybe you may be at a place in your life where it actually is great, but you don't see it because you have that poverty mindset or, Or like I've heard before, uh, Jim Rohn said, "The language of the poor," Mm -hmm. and and that's not for like from a standpoint of like being actually poor. It is a mindset that you talk about your life, you think about your life from a poor standpoint. And so, a a synonym for a a, a scarcity mindset would be a poverty mindset, Mm -hmm. where you're constantly thinking about the fact that you don't have enough. And so, hopefully, these these questions kind of get you to a place where you start to have wealthy conversations with yourself and wealthy types of uh, questions to help you really move past where you're at now and get you to a better place.
1: Right. So February 21st, uh, we woke up, we were getting ready to go to the gym. And I had a thought and it was all of these life questions because I had my conversation with Danny prior to that. And I thought, what are the questions that help you define clearer vision for where you're trying to go? Mm -hmm. And I think clarity is a really important thing for you to think about. This isn't one of those episodes where you're just going to listen while you're out walking around because I'm going to fly through a lot of these questions, which there are nearly 90 of them. A lot of them are in the same kind of category, but I want you to think really, really deep about everything that I'm asking you. So I'm going to recommend that you go to JanelleCopeland.com. And, you know, click this sheet to be able to download. These are not just questions that you want to talk to yourself about, but these are questions you should sit down with your spouse so that you both know where you're trying to go in life with your children, all of the stuff with your finances. Right. So we're going to cover all the categories of life. So let's kind of dive in. What was I telling you before we started? I was telling you that this was important because I think when you're young, people ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, where do you want to go away to college? We're having lots of really life changing conversations with our young teenage kids right now. But I think after you're done with college, people stop asking you those questions. (laughs) They stop asking you about your life dreams and God, where do you see yourself five years from now? That's like a very basic generic question, right? It might give you the opportunity to say, You know, God, five years from now, like I hope to be in a better situation, but it doesn't really give you a lot of clarity for what you could be feeling uh, right now. So that way you can work towards that.
0: Yeah, I think that what has happened, especially in in the kind of the society we are in right now, where the idea of a dream doesn't sound realistic. The idea of a Mm -hmm. dream is it's better played out in the imagination, the fantasy of your mind. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's in the cards for me, right? Right, and then we'll talk about in another episode what that really means to say that I don't feel deserving of the dream that I Mm. want because maybe subconsciously you think that that hey, having a multi million dollar home, and I'm not talking about materialistic thing, I'm just talking about the freedom and the options, Mm -hmm. right? Because wealth is about options, right? And having the option to say, if I wanted to buy that home, if I wanted to buy that car, if I wanted to travel for six months and not worry about a thing, like, do you think you're even deserving of those things? Well,
1: those seem so unrealistic if you're really struggling to get by, right? Mm -hmm. So for a moment, I want you to take this downloadable copy of questions that we're going to go through with you right now, and we're going to kind of give you some of our commentary and things that stood out to us as well. And then I want you to just dedicate an hour, you know, get yourself a little notebook, which is what I have, and just answer these questions so that you can feel hopeful for your future versus, you know, stuck in your current situation if it seems kind of bleak. So for a moment, uh, let me just ask you, if you woke up tomorrow and money was not an issue, what would you do with your life each day? So most people can answer this question pretty easily, right? But like at the basic level. So, oh my God, I'd quit my job because right. I hate my boss, right? <laughs> I'd buy a house immediately because I'm tired of renting, right? Or I'd buy a bigger house. I'd travel the world. Mm-hmm. I'd help my family. What are some things that come to mind for you? Any?
0: Well, yeah, those are all the things that yeah. I think that most, most people, big. it's like the lottery questions. If I won the lotto, yeah. I would change I'm my life.
1: to such and such tomorrow, right?
0: And so- And I know that that sounds like so, so basic, and you've probably even uttered those same words. I know I have. I know everyone has said, oh, I wouldn't do this anymore. But the reality is, is that if that's the case, then you know you're not in a pursuit of what you think currently right now, what would make you happy or bring you fulfillment, right? And so let's just be honest in that that area, Mm -hmm. because I know it's a basic thing that people ask themselves that, but right in there, you're already identifying that I'm not doing what I truly believe that I should be doing.
1: Right. So let's figure out how to drastically change your life now that money's not an issue. Right. So I'm saying tomorrow morning you wake up, your bank balance in your bank account has $10 million in it. That's game changing money. Yeah. Okay. For most people. You're like, oh no, I'd want more. 10 million. It's 20 (laughs) million. 20 million dollars is in the bank. Whatever. (laughs) Right. Okay. So (laughs) let's start with day one. Here are the questions. You ready?
0: I'm ready. Okay.
1: So what time do you wake up? How do you wake up? Do you wake Mm -hmm. up with an alarm clock to a certain sound? Is it to the sunlight? Do you wake up with the sunrise? Where in the world do you wake up? Is it in a bedroom? Are you on a bed? Is it in like a certain type of environment? Are you outside? Some people really love nature. They're like, I'm in a tent or I'm in a bungalow in the middle of some mountain. Like, really think about this is your dream life. Right. So every day, I think if I'm rich, I'm going to wake up when my body tells me it's time to wake up. I hate the sound of an alarm. And the thing is, is when I have nowhere to go, I wake up early.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. And for me, like I like getting up early and I like exercising. So I would wake up and I would get up and I would exercise and I would probably need an alarm because my wife likes to stay up late. And so I would stay up late to spend time with her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so now I'm sleep deprived, but but rich. All right. So that
1: was the next question. Who's around you? Like you're around me. Right. Okay. So you wake up a little earlier than I do. I right. wake up when my body tells me to. When I wake up, maybe you're not there. I don't know. Are you off in, what are you I'm doing? Surfing. You Okay. Well, we are in a beach house. So you're right. You could be outside surfing. Okay. So let's go. What does the house look like? Is it a house? What's the furniture look like? What does the curtains look like? Do you have shutters, shades, blinds? Is it just a huge you know, window? All the details as you make your way through this house or whatever it is, like really paint the picture of what that feels like. It's good to close yeah. your eyes and kind of imagine this.
0: And the reason why I think that's so important too that people should capture, the reason why we're talking about like these details is because what you're trying to build in your mind is you're trying to construct, you're trying to build the constructs of this reality so that you can manifest, right. so that you know when you've actually been there because- more times than not, people are unhappy these days is because what they dreamt about, they forgot and they actually have it
1: Right. So right? I want you to write down the answers to this. Next thing, what kind of cars are in the garage? Do you have a five car garage? Is a three car garage? What kind of cars are in the garage? How many cars? Who do they belong to? Right. Right. And then importantly, what do you do today? Do you have a schedule? Do you have somewhere to be? Is someone waiting on you? Is it a boss? Is it a coworker? Is it a family member? Is it kids? Do you need to commute somewhere? Do you get in one of those cars and you go like off on i don't know some sort of day trip right? How far are you commuting? How do you get there like is it an electric car? Do you need to stop and get gas? How do you feel during the commute while right. you're driving? That's and- important to write down because if your dream car, let's say is Some amazing Tesla, let's just say, you know, do you feel good like you're saving the environment because it's electrical? Do you feel like you've accomplished something? You've done something? Like, what do you feel? Because it's important, not from a materialistic standpoint, to identify like I feel accomplished or successful, but those are like senses and emotions that we want you to channel during these experiences. Yeah.
0: And to get to the question for me, like, I enjoy working. Mm -hmm. Right. I enjoy creating. I enjoy leading. I enjoy the things that I do. And so I don't necessarily see myself like, quote unquote, retiring Mm -hmm. when it comes to like wealth. And I know people say that they will retire and do nothing. But I just imagine doing nothing gets old real quick.
1: Okay, Right. So (laughs) what do you have to do? Right. Don't answer this. But like, ask yourself, like, I woke up. I've got tons of money in the in the bank. What do I have to do today? And what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. So those are two very different things. What right. do I have to do today? Like that means what did you commit to? Right. And what do you want to do? Because right. one of the things is is like you have to identify like, am I going to be spending ninety nine percent of my life seeking pleasure? Mm-hmm. If now I don't have to worry about earning an income, just something to hold on to. Right, don't right, answer right. it. Okay. Right. Now moving on. Who are you dating, or who are you in a relationship with? Are you married? What does that relationship do for you? How do you feel in that relationship?
0: That's a big one. Why? Because I think people think that money. The Playboys
1: want to be. Single.
0: No, I think people think, even though they won't necessarily articulate it, they believe that money will fix their relationship. Mm-hmm. Like their relationship struggles because of finances. Right. And the reality is, is the relationship doesn't struggle because of finances. Because they it's a struggle because of finances, it's because of something else. Mm-hmm. But finances is what reveals the struggle. Yeah. Right. And so I, I think that's important because when people think about, oh, I'll have the twenty million dollars, our marriage would be better, right. or my boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever it is will appreciate me more because we won't have to worry right. about money. So
1: here's the next question. Yeah. What do they do all day? because if we're rich and we're married right and i have this idea of what i'm going to be doing don't you think we should talk about it right. because what will you be doing like maybe your idea of wealth is like off jet setting and for me it might just be like i want to do yoga in my home studio gym every day like i don't know yeah i may want to be in in
0: cargo pants and boots and in africa feeding the poor
1: right and we can do some of that we just got to decide like you know what does it look like this conversation is about unpacking all of this right here let's move on to your kids so imagine all of your kids and all of the people that you're responsible for they're all taken care of tuitions are paid Mm -hmm. your kids can be in the best private schools if you want do they go to public school do they go to private school when our kids were smaller If we came into money, I might have said maybe we should consider private school, but they got a good education, you know? Your kid's college is already taken care of. Wherever they want to go in the world, they can go. Do you get them into Ivy League schools? Do you use your money like Lori Laughlin and uh, Felicity Huffman? Don't yeah. do that. You'll go to what jail.
0: World. <laughs> or maybe you say, hey, I'm going to give you a one-time investment. I want you to start this business you've been right. thinking about. So this hobby exactly. turns into something that can be a passion.
1: So think about or your kids. Like, where do they go? What do you do? Do you try to do things to enrich their lives? What about extracurricular activities? Do you, they take guitar lessons, piano lessons? Is music really important to your family? So now you're going to, like, spend tons of money to make sure that they get excitement around that stuff? Right. Are they in gymnastics, which could lead them to the Olympics maybe? Are they taking acting and singing lessons because now maybe you want to give them skills to help them pursue their own wealth when they get older? Right. So is it sports? Are you involved in tournaments? Do you spend more time because your kids are smaller and now you're the PTA mom? Nothing wrong with that. And what is everyone doing that they're enjoying if right. money was not an issue? I remember when our kids were really young and they were in gymnastics. That was around the time we lost everything and had Mm -hmm. to kind of pull them out and it broke my heart. And I remember telling my cousin, like, I need money now. Like, I won't need it when they get older. I'll have figured that out already, but I don't want to rob them from these little childhood memories that I have built in my head, like I want them to be able to take piano lessons and gymnastics. And I'll just tell you, they didn't do a lot of that and they survived and (laughs) they're good kids. So if you're in the same situation we were, my heart goes out to you, but just know that you can still do a great job and your kids will be fine because I survived without it.
0: Yeah. And just to add a little bit to that, maybe not doing something that they, or maybe you're not doing something that you enjoy, so to speak, but it's something that is making you better. Right, It's something that is because the, the thing is, is that...
1: Don't go too far with m- that.
0: Me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we're not there yet. I won't go that far. <laughs> okay.
1: Moving on. So who do you have access to? This is a big, important question. Mm-hmm. I always felt like I was kind of like on the outside, outside of the cool kids club. I wasn't a big athlete. I didn't, you know, I wasn't a cheerleader because I had to work. Right? right. So who do you have access to now? who's in your inner circle? Are they advisors? Are they experts, doctors, lawyers, scientists? Do you hang out with world travelers, thought leaders, people that you admire on social media? Like, what does your inner circle look like? Yeah. That's good, right? I
0: think that's huge. Uh, And I think that that inner circle is going to be a big part of whether you're able to keep that wealth or build it or or, or do something with it. But some
1: people might not be thinking about that. You just might want to hang out with, like, some person that you idol and you're not thinking about continuing to generate more wealth. That's where your brain goes. Your mind goes to, how do I maximize this? How do I turn this into generational wealth? How do I? And mine does too. Right. But if you're listening to this and your brain doesn't go there, that's the point of this episode is that maybe now with all these questions, you can realize, maybe I'm thinking really small, right? Yeah.
0: And I will tell you, it will be nearly impossible to hang out with people that of considerable wealth that they built themselves, and not be inspired to build your own wealth or to build on that. Like they're just, they're not going to be talking about leisurely things. They're going to be talking about the next thing.
1: But maybe people don't know that. Yeah. Like so, if I'm broke right now and yeah. I haven't really hit it big, I, I don't really know what it's like to make a really really good living yet, right? right. And so I'm just trying to get by. And now you just put ten million dollars in my bank account. I'm not really thinking that I need to hang out with people and be able to contribute to the conversation, I might just be like, cool, I want to hang out with such and such, Khloe Kardashian, because she looks cool on Instagram. And now we're friends because we're at the same party, which is my next question. <laughs> you get invited right. to all the right places. What do those events look like? Who's there? Right. So think about it. If I'm a makeup artist listening to this right now, and I love doing makeup, I'm not thinking about creating generational wealth. I'm thinking about it'd be really cool to go to a party with the Kardashians because they have great makeup and other people there might be looking for a really cool makeup artist that can have makeup conversations. The point of this is that you're not thinking too small or too big. I just want to know where your thoughts go. Mm. Makes sense? Right, yeah. Because
0: My your brain, brain
1: goes. goes to, how do I make more <laughs> of it, right?
0: <laughs> well, it goes to like, the ideas and the things that they may be talking about that at the current level I am at right now as an entrepreneur or as a human being, I may not be asking those questions, right. I may not be thinking about those opportunities that may open up, and so that circle is going to definitely enlighten me on different things to be thinking about
1: right so so those huge. are probably two of my favorite questions who's in your inner circle, and if you got invited to all of the right places, where are those places? Mm-hmm. What do they look like because Again, back to the makeup artist. If you are now hanging out with all of these people, you're rich. They're rich. It's great. What does that do for you though? What do those events look like? Do you gain any new friendships? That could be catty. That could be drama. I don't know. Maybe that's what you like, right? Yeah. I mean, then can- peel that back and ask yourself, am I watching drama on TV? Because maybe that's the kind of life that now you want to be a part of versus you, you want to hang out with you know, stoic people and, and, <laughs> but, and I do too. No, but, but I, I just would, don't want to like shame anyone for no, where their thoughts are I, going. No, but
0: I will tell you this. Like, it's really important if you're really answering these questions, honestly, if you are not seeking those individuals out right now, you won't when 20 million or 30 million hits your bank account, um, right? So, and it may be after asking these questions, it may make you rethink about those things, but just think about it now, like, one of the things I heard is that when people get money, it doesn't change them. It makes them more of what they are Amplified. Are, yeah,
1: right. It amplifies so who you are.
0: I just want this. this, this the, I'm not a person that really reaches out to, to grow a huge network. Mm-hmm. I don't think that if we had a billion dollars that I would necessarily be active in doing I that. Unless give you
1: a billion. I gave you 20 million. Well,
0: 20 was wasn't <laughs> enough. So, <laughs> But that would be something that I would have to make that mental shift now if I'm in order for me to really start to think about that when that, you know.
1: Right. So that's the point of this is like, yeah, these questions are fun, but they're not just supposed to be fun. They're supposed to be thought provoking. So that way you can think like, huh, is there some truth to the fact that if I say that I want this, I actually am already pursuing this. Mm -hmm. Great. Clap for yourself, right? Here's the next one. What's your health look like? And this leads me into what you're talking about. Like, I wouldn't really reach out to some of these people. Well, what's your health look like? Thinking of Janelle, rich ass Janelle. I have a really banging body. I'm just going to tell you, right? So do you have personal chefs, personal trainers? Yep, got all of them.
0: (laughs) Got all of them. Yep.
1: You know what though? They follow my recipes for the most part. Right. And I just don't want to have to clean up. So yeah, (laughs) personal chefs to make me healthy meals all the time. They're not making me lobster, mac and cheese. They're making me meals that are fueling my body so that I can be in the best shape of my life. So that I can be off you know trying freaking martial arts and all of this other crazy stuff that i don't really have time for right now so like those are the things that open up for me yes i've got the personal chefs and yes i've got a personal gym in my compound right. somewhere but my it, gym uh, looks kind of like kevin hart's gym
0: yeah well, mine's like, like the opens rock up. mine is like the
1: you have like an iron palace iron, or something iron palace paradise. Or something,
0: paradise but here's the thing if you didn't ask that question most people, when they think about getting a, a large sum of money, do not think about the fact that they want to change their habits around their
1: health. That's why you have the Push Podcast. Right?
0: And okay. so that's that's what's so important about that because most – remember, you're going to become more of what you are. So if you are a pleasure-seeking person who who looks for pleasure in food – Who
1: eats a lot of comfort who, food. Who,
0: who eats a lot of comfort food. Maybe you eat out of emotion. You're going to have a lot of emotions when you mm-hmm. have money. Yeah. You're going to have – you know, family, friends, all these different people coming after you, which may make you eat. Or let's just say you travel a lot and you just are going for the most fantastic restaurants. That twenty million dollars may also mean that you gain uh, ten to a hundred pounds.
1: Right. Okay. Right? So next question: How do you feel about your body? Remember, not right now. How do you feel about your body? You have twenty million dollars in the bank. How do you right. feel about your body? This is an important like conversation. So have you? like are you going to enhance it maybe you want a boob job maybe mm-hmm. you want lipo whatever it is pec implants if you're a guy do you get botox or other cosmetic surgeries where do you go for this what right. doctor do you use those right. those are fun things to I didn't think know about.
0: that they do pec like fat removal for men I've seen yeah. that on Learned TikTok that I recently. was like whoa Um,
1: so think about your body, think about your health, think about what you do. Cause that's going to play into where you're spending your time in a day when you're waking up. Right. So for us, I'm like, well, shit, we, we still got to get up early then. Cause we got to get a workout in, I got to eat healthy and I want to take care of my body. So that was the shift that came for me was I still have to actually do the stuff that I do right now. In order to live my best life. Right. And I hope that this is triggering for some of you guys because I want you to understand through some of these questions, you're probably already doing a lot of stuff that you want to do, but you're waiting for this dream life and it's happening right now.
0: But I, I, regardless I, I think of you, I think you're right. But I also think that there's another group. So I think, you know, we're not perfect, but I think we get up every morning conscious of how we're trying to improve ourselves from a physical standpoint, a mental standpoint, a spiritual standpoint, uh, we are actively doing those things. And so a lot of the habits would transfer to a different place when it comes to economic growth. But I do think that people right now are not conscious of those things. And so when you think about them getting money and when you think about them doing all these things, they may not necessarily, their their habits will stay the same that they have right now. Yeah. Right. Well, and so if you are happy, if you're exactly so, if you're not happy with the results you're getting from your, your body or maybe your mental health or maybe your spiritual health or maybe just intellectually, you're not happy with those things. You got to check your habits because even if you dream these things really well and you go after them, like if your habits are not right, you, it's, you're not going to be living right no matter what. Absolutely. You have a bank account.
1: So, where do you travel? We said this earlier. Well, we know we said that we would travel if we had tons of money. And then I said, but where? We don't have a list. Like you should have a list of five destinations lined up that you're trying to go to. Why and where are they and where would you stay? So let's unpack that. Yeah. <laughs> are you staying at the finest beaches in the world? Are you uh going out in nature, the wilderness? Do you love the snow setting? Like w- think about where you would travel. Right. Do you stay in five-star hotels, resorts, houses, mansions, your friends' houses? Where do you stay? What do those look like? Envision them, right? How do you travel? How do you get there? Do you go by plane, by boat? Do you fly first class? Is it private jet? Do you fly your damn self? Right. I don't know. What kind of food do you eat while you're vacationing? Back to kind of like your health. Do you dine at the nicest, fanciest restaurants, five-star dining only? Do you order room service? Do you have a private chef? I think of like my future body, and I'm definitely JLo, like in my 50s to 60s. And I know that in order to have a body like that in my 50s to 60s, I have to be purposeful with that. Right. So I'm taking my chef with me
0: <laughs> okay. and
1: my chef's gonna tell me where all of the best restaurants are. So that means it's are. a
0: private private plane. Like yep. all this kind of like goes together. You gotta have a private plane, yep. right? There's, there's, yeah, yeah 100%. Okay,
1: so and I am going to the finest beaches by the way. So I
0: think it's a private island.
1: <laughs> so think about how would your food or your eating change, right? because that's really important. You can't do anything with $20 million if your health isn't a priority. If you didn't know that, I am telling you that now. So that way you can have some inspiration to really consider what how you're showing up for your body right now. So let's get into some good stuff. What's the impact that you'll have on the world? Will you have an impact on the world? Have you maybe never thought about impacting your community? Maybe the neighborhood that you came from, do you even care about any of that stuff? Do you hate the neighborhood you came from, so you're like, peace, I'm out, I'm traveling now? Or is it something now that you can give some consideration to? So do you donate time, money, both? To where? To your church, to the Red Cross, Black Lives Matter, or other social causes, uh, UNICEF, the Humane Society? Like, How do you give back? Would you start to give back? Would you create your own nonprofit organization, charity? Who will you help? Friends, family, again, your community members, your city, your state. Those are all really important questions to think about, right? Yeah,
0: because when you die, you leave it all behind. You take nothing with you. So what you do to impact lives is, to me, is the legacy. That's the important things. Like That's the things that uh, when people say, Like I want to live a life worth living. It's really about what you're leaving behind. The only thing you can leave behind is your impact, your reputation, the legacy that you created. And so I think those things are, to me, are important. Whether your name is mentioned, but the impact and what you meant to people lives on. So I think that's super important.
1: So here's some fun stuff. How does this open up hobbies or excitement around things that you never considered or imagined? So you asked me the other day, if we could do whatever we wanted, like hobby wise, what would you want to get into? And I said, Jiu Jitsu, like martial art.
0: And you said, Boxing.
1: There you go. Surfing. Uh, Do you want to obtain your pilot's license? That's mine. Did you know that I want to do that? Yeah, I I do. Learn how to fly. Do you take private lessons of any sort, dancing, singing, guitar, whatever? Do you work with high level mentors like around, you know, growing a business or I don't know. Do you want to go to monk training? Whatever. <laughs> a little bit back to you. I, like, want,
0: I definitely want to do. Uh, what was it? The shang. shang um,
1: you don't even know how to say it. <laughs> you can't mention kung it. Kung
0: fu. Yes. That's not
1: one. kung fu. But it's not kung fu. <laughs> anyways. Uh, so how do you move your body? What's your level of fitness, uh, physical fitness? How do you exercise your brain? That's an important one. So we're talking a lot about your body, your weight, like, because obviously you can't do mm-hmm. anything without being in decent shape, right? And is that a priority for you? It, uh, to let's me, just be me, it, it, it
0: has to be. But
1: for you it is, for me it is, but it might not be for someone else. Well, less. here's
0: the thing. A if lifetime you don't... of
1: battling their their health, right? Right, yeah. This might just be like, F it, YOLO, you're going to die anyway. So now I'm eating the best, you know, <laughs> food, richest food, whatever. We'll get to that. No, no shame here. So, But my question is, how do you exercise your brain? What will this life give to you? Does it give you access? Does it give you a new outlook? Does it give you a new reverence or passion for life? Whose respect will you have rightfully earned? Is it the respect of your parents, family members, previous professionals you worked with, motivational speakers, influencers, authors, TV production companies, magazine editors, bloggers, et cetera? What are they publishing or writing about you?
0: Well, and that's, that's a big one. It's right? a big one. And, and it really, it comes down to, are you living a life of adventure or, or a life of comfort? Right. And so when you think about that, life of adventure is a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of different things. It's a lot of decisions you have to make, but it is, to me, it's living full out. And some people don't. Some people want to live a life of comfort. Right. That's. And I, I think but that's, that's why, these, why
1: we're asking these questions. Yeah. Right. To me, I want to live a life of purpose. I want to live it full out. That means I'm I'm taking on new adventures and challenges. It also tells me, shit, my life's really busy. Like, I'm going right. to be really busy. Well, with the, all
0: the, the crazy thing about these questions is like a personality, like there's tons of personality tests mm-hmm. out there. But when you really look at the answers of which how you're answering this, this tells you a lot about. Who you are. Right. Right. Like, are you a person that seeks comfort? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and when you identify that, that can probably give you some insight of what may be not working really well in your life right right now. Right.
1: so. So, what does your portfolio look like? Do you have stocks, investments, IRAs, property, investment property? What do you own and where is it? Who do you work with to help make these decisions or investments? Is it a real estate coach, an expert? Do you have a friend, a private firm? What do you do? Uh, what are your goals with these investments? So like Eddie said, you know, I said, we want to create generational wealth that outlives our kids, but also makes an impact. That might not be something that you want to do, right? Right. So think about that. What subjects do you spend time reading on or learning about? Would you even spend more time reading or learning or trying to grow? As a matter of fact, how (laughs) do you spend any of your time? Do you wake up with purpose? Do you wake up leisurely? Do you have things to do or do you just take things minute by minute, day by day? Do you adhere to a schedule or do you go with the flow? Is your day filled with activities? If so, what kind? What do you do each day? What things do you enjoy? Is it more like relaxing, lounging by the pool, watching TV, spending time on social media or with your family? Or are you like motorcycle riding, surfing, tennis, trying new sports? Who are you spending your days with usually? A lot of this stuff is stuff that we think that we know, mm-hmm. but I think it's just really important to kind of write down the answers to a lot of these questions.
0: Well, like you said in the beginning, like this is to really get you to think bigger. Mm-hmm. And I think when you think bigger, I think that now you're able to sharpen that vision of what you want for your life. And maybe you look at some of these things and you're like, hey, you know, I don't need $10 million. The bank account right now that I have actually gives me the options of some of these questions. It gives me the ability to say, when I do take a flight, when I do go on a special trip with my partner, maybe we can go first class because that would be wonderful to do that. Like Those are things that you don't have to have $10 million to do. Those are things for you to aspire to say, hey, I'm going to save up for this because I like that idea. I like the idea of maybe we hire a chef. I like the idea of doing those things. And as you think bigger, then I think then you start to think about everything bigger. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why these detailed questions make so much sense is because when you can feel it, when you can have the modalities of like, what if it what does it feel like? What am I wearing? How do I see myself? Right. I see myself and I and I'm lean, I'm in shape, I'm I feel I'm effective. I'm fast, all I'm fast, I'm in all, I'm all sharp. these things. Then it gives you something to ask, aspire for because we know when you ask someone, especially when we ask our students, like what they want, that is a struggle, right? Right, and I think this kind of uncovers what you want. Now you just got to figure out how to get there. Whatever that means is like I was on the bike today, the Peloton bike, and mm-hmm. you know one of the things that's important is your output. So it's like a scale between zero to. Whatever you can do, and it's like your wattage. And so mm-hmm. you you either turn up your cadence, right, and you pedal faster, mm-hmm. or you turn up the resistance, and right, and it's harder, and you get harder. But you, that output's going to go up depending on how you get there. Some people need to turn up the resistance, right, to get the output. Some people need to turn down the resistance and pedal faster. Mm-hmm. It's just you get into the same place. Just your path is going to be different, no matter what it is,
1: right. Okay. Do you do any sort of rigorous learning? Do you continue your education? Do you obtain your master's or PhD? Do you study a new language? What do you do to improve your intelligence? Do you do anything to improve your intelligence? Are there skills that you're pursuing or building on? Like, are you taking cooking classes? Are you spending time gardening with a gardening coach? I'd love to have someone show me how to create a beautiful garden. Are you working on communication skills, persuasion, sales, psychology? Would you need a vacation from that life? Right. Like kind of future pace after you see the $20 million in there, you go, go, go. Do you need a vacation from the life that you're creating?
0: And you go back to work. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. You don't have any money. I I, I
1: don't know. Uh, (laughs) What do you do then? Do you relax on vacation? Do you think? Do you replan? Do you re-strategize? Do you evaluate your life? What would you cancel, stop, or never do again? That's a question I ask myself once a quarter. Mm -hmm. So I feel really good about like, "Mm, I'm just not gonna do shit I don't wanna do. Right. Within reason, obviously. What would you say yes to if you had $20 million in the bank? What would be the most exciting about each day? What would you be grateful for? What could you not live without? Mm -hmm. What would you hold near and dear to your heart? Who would you hold near and dear to your heart? How would you feel about life What are your emotions and your energy like? Are you relaxed? Are you anxious? Are you high strung? Are you charged? What do you feel like, right? Right. And then what would you want to create more of? Do you want to create more wealth, more accomplishments? Do you want more accolades? Do you want more recognition? Do you want more control over your emotions? What do you want more of? And then like what bad habits do you have if you have tons of money? Because that kind of goes back to you, like maybe you you now have a
0: drug problem. (laughs) That would be all bad. uh, People give money. They they go, yeah, let's do it. What would be (laughs) the first thing
1: that you would work on on yourself Mm -hmm. if all of a sudden you had a ton of money? And then the last question: What would people say at your funeral about the life that you lived after you had all this money?
0: Oh, that you know that Eddie was a good person So he got that. $1 $1 billion. I never saw him. And then he was gone, gone, gone. No, right.
1: And so think about that. What do your relationships look like? The people that you're connected to, what things are a priority? Because right now, if you ask people like, what do you value? Everybody says, I value my family. Really? Because if I gave you $20 million, you might have a laundry list of all the stuff that you want to do, but it might involve you leaving your kids home a lot. Right. Or I don't know. These are just really good questions, I think, for you to start to live in a state of an imagination, pretend you're a kid, pretend that your friends who love you are asking you, what is your dream life like? And
0: yeah, and yeah I just I love that. this was and I, th- and I think those last questions to me are the really big ones that you can answer now and truthfully, like how you are actually feeling about life now, because I'm telling you how you feel about life now, you will feel the same when you get $20 million. Right. You will find a way, If you're miserable now, you will find a way to be miserable with $20 million because that doesn't change. Yep. Right. And so, those are things where you gotta say, okay, how do I want to feel? Mm-hmm. Not how do I necessarily feel right now? And right. It, it just depends on your outlook.
1: And for me, doing this exercise reminded me to stay grateful for where I'm at today, because the reality is, is I do on most days get to wake up when I want to wake up, when my body wakes me up. I would probably eat avocado toast and fruit every day, <laughs> which I do on most days. I would drink hot tea, I would light candles, I would meditate, I would pray. I would love my family. I would be in the moment. I would focus on personal development. I would try to have an impact. I would try to give back. I would talk about the things I'm passionate about. I would connect with people I think are doing better than me. And then it just like for me, I almost started crying when I did this exercise because I was like, I'm literally living my best life right now. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it's problem free. Right. But one of my things is I want to go for walks every evening after dinner with my family like by the sunset. Well, I don't have a beach house right now, but we do go for family walks quite often. Right. So, maybe I could do that more now, right? right. And so I hope this episode served you. I hope that you take the time to really create And just live in imagination for what the life that you you have the opportunity to live. Uh, I hope you'll lean into that, friends.
0: Yes. And push through. Have a good one. Later. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast.